I'm Shark Child, and this is the Dark Verse. A collection of my strange works with the sole purpose of sharing with you a unique world of horror and fantasy that will follow you to the visions of your sleep. The next step for the Dark Verse Volume 1 hardcover book is to receive a press proof which is an actual copy of the book which will be sent to me and once I approve that then the rest of the books will be printed and shipped to me so we're getting very very close it's just a matter of approval that's it and time now regarding the story in this episode I've taken a very unique approach on the character of the narrator the narrator is a very very bizarre entity if you will it's a a species that's never really been uh, created ever before it's something very completely new so you'll just have to listen to it and find out what exactly it is i'm not even exactly sure it just kind of came forth but i could dive a lot deeper into the details of of its existence but uh i'll leave that to your imagination This is episode 36 of The Dark Verse, and it is entitled, Confronting the Formless. The infinite regions within divisibility were my home. I existed in the distances of space. Space void of finite ends. In these unfathomable places, there was only emptiness. It was all that I had ever known. No matter where I traveled, I could find nothing different. For something boundless could not be filled, and something that could not be filled could not be whole. Almost all things inhabited the emptiness, My residence itself was tucked away in the spaces between mass. Anything corporeal had form, and anything that had form could not be whole, no matter how big, no matter how small. Universes themselves resided within the gaps between pieces of atoms. Space was everywhere there was substance, and so greatness was with the powers of the ethereal, the soul, the principalities, good, evil. Their designs were unbreakable because they were not restricted to any form. Shells of uncertain growth and uncontrollable molecules did not inhibit them. These unhindered entities were the formless. The elements of the formless could be anywhere, around me, in me, between me. They had what I did not have, and I hated that. The formless and their orchestras of undivided existence were my enemies.
In my pittance of incomplete existence, I could travel through anything. Not because I was formless, but because I was so very, very small. Everything that had substance was empty within its divisions at the sub-microscopic level. It was at these levels that I commuted. I traveled to many far-off regions, places and distances incalculable by any standard of measure. But I frequently returned to the realms of humans. The humans' version of incompleteness intrigued me, and I noticed something rather strange about their condition. Within each and every human was a pocket of incorporeal intrusion, and within each of those pockets was a burrowing zealot of the formless, fighting to gain invisible ground against the spiritual residues of the human in which it remained. The formless hung and grew within the humans like fungus, imbuing their completeness upon their surroundings, manipulating the very essences of their hosts. One was material, and one was metaphysical, but together they bridged the grotesque pathway from one home to the other. In no other creatures or objects did I ever find such a provocative, parasitical union of crossing worlds. Whether jealousy drove the formless, or some other power-mongering trait, I was at a loss in knowing the reasoning behind the interaction. After several observations, I unexpectedly came upon something profound yet even further disturbing. The exertions of the formless within the humans made them weak, and the formless within caverns more spaciously dug were even weaker. Then I uncovered something even worse. In many of these connections, the human was becoming whole while the formless was losing its completeness. A transfer was being made, of the most sinister kind, and as a witness, it drove me unbelievably mad. Although these sights sickened me, something good did arise. I quickly came to realize that in the formless's weakness, I was able to interact with them myself. And so I did, with tremendous pleasure. There were three of the formless beasts that I confronted. The first of the formless I confronted resided in a woman. I knew not how to describe the features of her physical appearance, but I knew she was a woman. I let myself fall through the cracks of her substance, down through the minuscule divisions of her composition, until I arrived within the lair of the formless's burrowing. There was much to see and sense, like the dwellings of ghosts, the place of its inhabitants was haunted. This particular formless had ventured quite far in its task, so I knew my planned intervention would be exceptionally successful. I spotted the unique ripple of the formless's activity almost at once, and pounced upon that aspect of its unbecoming self. 
when I assailed its rather unimpressive completeness, I was immediately victimized by what I called a sinosupplant, an intermittent lapse of one's own awareness and entering into another's. This, I learned, was a necessary and crucial aspect of a victorious hunt. Things I had never seen, but knew of, surrounded me. Fire, golden and crisp, enveloped me in heat. Tendrils, strong and stocky, strangled my immortality. Horns, sharp and slim, pierced my vulnerability. Pain entered my knowledge for the first time. I panicked at first and fought hard to free myself from the predator. But even as I was immersed in foreign sensations, my intellect remained. I retraced my position back to the reversal of awareness and realized the folly of the formless. I let the predator destroy me, and so then the formless within the woman died, and I re-emerged into my true self. The Sinosupplant was an illusory mechanism of the formless. With it, it created a murderous scenario where the victim became the successor. In my own circumstance, I remained the victim, and so passed on the fate of death to the formless, who in my form was the perpetrator. It was a very grim demise for a very everlasting being. When the formless within the woman perished, the composition of the woman changed. Those parts of her that were becoming whole reverted back to their fragmented states, and at an accelerated rate. She became more brittle, and she became hollower. I could dance through her emptiness as if she did not even exist. If I could have listened to her sounds, I would have heard hideous lamentations. I knew, because I sensed her and the devastation she caused to those around her. I had an urge to smash her into pieces, to break her apart, and let the emptiness inside roam free. But such a capacity was well beyond my potential. The second formless I confronted was much like the first. It dwelled in a large man and died easily by its own hands during the Sinosupplant. The man, also like the woman, lapsed rapidly backward into a fragile physical condition. I left him as he lay upon the ground, motionless, breathing rigid and raspy mouthfuls of air. It was the third formless that my confrontation with was unwise. The formless was in a young child, a boy, and for whatever reason, the grotto it had carved out of him was almost consuming his entire body. The formless was literally a writhing mass inside the boy, as tangible as a rock, while the boy was almost undividable. It took some time before I found an opening large enough for me to pass through, but I knew it was worth the search, for I was convinced that this formless would be the easiest to best out of them all.
Once I was inside the boy, it was even more difficult to navigate the imperforable quality of his being. But I eventually did arrive at the formless. Although it was not so formless any longer. It noticed me, but it did not act. I gave it a moment longer to make any last final decisions, and then I converged upon it, scouring through every orifice of its incomplete shape. Just as a guillotine, I severed the connectors holding it together with my impossible speed. There was no Sino supplant to strike me or any other defense to oppose me. I doubted it had any such abilities left. As I continued to propel throughout the formless with microseismic force, it began to fall apart. Piece by piece it crumbled away into the boy, failing in life as a physical entity. In but a few short moments, the formless inside the boy had completely been erased. The boy did not falter in his state after the departure of the formless, but I did not realize the extent of what had occurred until I tried to escape. As I went to depart the bounds of the child, I could find no exit. The diminishing remnants of the formless had piqued the transfer of completeness. The boy was almost fully intact, whether spiritually or physically, it did not matter. I could not break free. I roamed and roamed and roamed until even my roaming was forced to stillness. Everything closed on me then, pinning me in place within a world without space. I desired nothing less than that very emptiness I had just before despised. How be it, once again, my intellect returned, not to save me, but to devilishly justify. The poor boy will never be whole, I thought, not while I'm stuck here. That concludes episode 36 of The Dark Verse. I haven't asked this before, but I would appreciate it if you felt comfortable to go to thedarkverse.com and submit your email address to me. There is a spot on the right column on the home page where you can input your email address. I'd appreciate it because I'd like to keep in touch with all of the people who listen to my podcast so I can, you know, send them emails and cool things like that. So please do that if you feel comfortable. So again, if you haven't listened to all of my episodes, you can do so on thedarkverse.com or on iTunes. If you want to add me as a friend on MySpace, go to myspace.com slash thedarkverse or myspace.com slash sharkchild. You can add either or both. Okay, I don't have anything more to say, so... Pecan, 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 pecan. All stories on the dark verse are the sole property of Sharkchild and cannot be used for distribution, publication, or monetary gain without my written consent. Sleep deeply and remember to love.
Pecan. 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 Pecan.